And it's time to trust and believe. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, what's up? <laughs> How's it going? Yo, I'm telling you, I'm so stoked to talk to you because... Uh, you know, I just joined TikTok. I joined TikTok at the end of last year. Okay. Then, since the pandemic and, uh, you know, quarantine happened, I've just kind of been like, you yeah, know, I've been something. like, yeah, and I just kind of been on there and I like scroll through and I really like it because you get to see where it's like Instagram is pictures and, you know, people can kind of hide behind yeah. whatever it is. You know, they can say things, but TikTok, like, you get to see people's personality. You yeah. get to see their, like, humor and, and, and a lot of things. But there was this one day, man, I came across your page and I was like, I just was, like, enamored by your, just, like, your ability to express yourself. I just thought that was, like, super cool because um, it's, it was just, like, a you did it in a different way. And... It was, I mean, just you as a person, just in general. And I thought it was cool. So I was just like, okay, I'm going to reach out to him on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I, you know, because I, I, people think because I'm Shanti and I, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. that I don't like reaching out to people. I'm like, I still like to make friends. Like if I think yeah. somebody's like mad cool. So anyway, thank you so much for being on the show today. No I problem. really appreciate it. So um, at, so when I so I was never on TikTok either. Like I had it, but I had no intention of posting anything. And then my one one of my buddies sent me over a video, and I was like, you know, I'm gonna kind of like tweak it a little bit. So I did. And the next thing you know, like my everybody, all my my phone was blowing up. I had no idea what was going on. And then I like went onto my Instagram. I was like, why do I have like like all these notifications? And then I went onto TikTok, and then I was like, oh wow, like. That was, I think, the second video I ever posted. I think, and then I had no idea it was gonna like do what it did, like go up as it did. So, um, I well, it was ha- cool because I actually, when I saw, I saw one video, but there was one video of yours that had like two point two million views. That that was that the one. one. Yeah, that's the one I did. Yeah, and then. Um, Everybody was like, well, you have to keep like posting. I was like, I have no idea what to do. Like, I, I don't, I'm normally on Instagram. Like, I don't do anything with like TikTok and so forth. So, 
Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, and the other thing was the fact that you are from the East Coast. And yeah. I was like, come through, because I'm from Jersey. Oh, okay. And yeah, yeah. So I grew up a little bit in Philly, moved to Jersey, but then I worked in, uh, you know, Collegeville and Radnor, Pennsylvania. King yeah, of I'm, in, I'm in Pottstown. So, I, yeah, yeah. I work in King of Prussia, yeah. Okay, yeah. So when I saw that, I was like, oh, and yeah. East Coast boy, like I'm yeah. here for it. Um, but anyway, I just want to jump into your story. So Trust and Believe podcast is really about like helping people trust and believe in themselves mm-hmm. through fitness, through motivation, but most of the time, fitness motivation, but most of the time it's through life and people's life's journey. And there's so many people out there who have such a hard time accepting who they really are. Num- number one, accepting who they really are, expressing who they really are. And then three, people throw around this term, you know, I'm living my best life. But are you really? And mm-hmm. so um, there was, you know, I just wanted to bring you on the show because I just think that you could really inspire and, and motivate people. So can you please introduce yourself and yeah. tell people a little bit about your story? Um, or a my, lot of bit about yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I could start from like the get-go a little bit. Um, my name is Aiden DeStefano. I am a 21-year-old um, trans, I guess, like not activist, but I do a lot of activism for the community around here, at least. Um, so when I, I think I knew, so a lot of people, when they like grow up or the stories that I've heard, they're like, oh, how did you know so young? Well, how do you know certain things so young, you know, like just comparing myself to like, like just not because like I'm quote unquote trans, but like, how did you know, like you like the color blue or so on and so forth. Like you just, you just know, like there's nothing, like there's no explanation about it. Like you just, you just know. I mean, it's the same as gay people, you know, like me, I'm like, how did you know you were straight? I always say that to like people, how did you know you were trans? Well, you know, how did you know that you, you like guys or girls or, you know, whatever? Exactly. You just exactly. know. <laughs> um, when I was seven, I told my aunt, um, I was like, we were playing a little card game. You know, like they had like little questions on it. Um, and one of the questions said, what do you want to change about yourself and why? And at seven, my aunt um, was like confused as to why I said what I did. And I said, well, I don't like the body that I'm in. You know, at seven years old, like it just like went right over her head, nothing about it. And then a few years later, um, my mom, like we were shopping and she goes, Aiden, like, are you, are you gay? I'm like, mom, you have no idea what's happening. Like, I, like, I just did not know what it meant to, or the, I didn't know the word. You did not express it. Yeah. Yeah. I had no, I was like 13, 12. Like I had no idea. Um, but then I came to the consensus that I was like, yeah, I, I know for a fact this is not who I was supposed to be and you know what I see in the mirror and like how I picture myself in the future or just now like something's just gotta like tweak a little bit you know Um, but as a kid I was very happy I was never you know um, sad or depressed like I definitely questioned myself because I had no idea what I was going through because I just I was not educated Um, I, I just did not know anything and then luckily I actually came across a video on YouTube and I forget who it was, but the way that they explained it was exactly what I was going, like what I was feeling going through everything. I was like, what, I was like, what the hell? Like, like there's other people like me out there. So then I went like into this deep hole and just started to really educate, like just learn about like myself pretty much through other people because I didn't know that there was other people like that, you know? Yeah, I think one of the things, you know, a lot of people might ask, 
like what exactly in your brain because here's the thing yeah. you know this there are people who 100% cannot even understand why no. they're born in one body and to think that they would want to change to another sex like to them because they haven't had that mindset or that feeling they mm-hmm. don't know and so some of the you know i mean being gay myself like you you're called all kinds of names but what were some of those things that you saw in the video that made you feel normal? Like what were some of the explanations that you learned even more about yourself from watching what other people were going through? Um, I think I was around 12 when I watched the videos. So I don't really remember a lot, but I know that when I, when I was watching the video, I felt, you know, super, like I was like super calm, I guess. I was like really watching the video and, just really realizing that there are other people not struggling, but you know, like maybe, maybe there are people, there are people out there struggling with their identity. And when they come, when they come across different people's stories, especially when I came across this one, I was like, wow, I like, like not that I blossom, but pretty much that I knew that I like, I was okay that I was this way, you know, like it is okay to be a little bit different than, you know, what people would say normal because to me i'm normal just a little bit different you know now did you grow up in a house with your mom and your dad yeah so i grew up with my mom and my dad and i have a a sister michaela um i'm older we're like 19 months apart i think that's like irish twins or whatever people call i don't know (laughs) yeah pretty much like um all all my family's really close Uh, my dad's no longer in the picture um they were divorced when i was in seventh grade but my dad fully supported everything of me. Um, just like my mom, my mom is the biggest supporter ever. She like is on multiple different Facebook groups, like mama, mama bears or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> A lot of them, uh, free from, you know, like, uh, when you see at pride, like the, the moms with like the free hug shirts on. So yes, yes, yeah, that's yes. my mom. <laughs> so I love it. Yeah. So how did you, um, Ex- like tell them you know how did yeah. you i would say come out to them and ha- explain what you were going through mm-hmm. what was that um experience like so so i did struggle a little bit um so i was at like a church camp retreat i guess you would call it and i remember writing her pretty much a book explaining like how i was feeling this is who i am i still actually have the like the letter with me because it's just something that i go back i'm like this is like me really like the front it's monumental yeah especially because like when i was at i i knew i struggled with it a little bit because we were or i used to be religious so i was like struggling with that too and when i came out to my mom she was like aiden like if this is who you are like we're not going to change you we're not going to try to like convert you or, or like anything of that sort like she she loves me for who i am and everything all my family like I've not, everybody in my family loves and supports me like a hundred thousand percent. So, you know, I'm a very emotional person and <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. I might get a little, I that's like, totally I okay. Yeah. Only because like, again, you know, we shared a story of growing up, not who we were. And my mom yeah. was the same way. I actually brought my mom on a Instagram live. Me and my husband do it. Friday nights. We do wine night. Okay. But <laughs> And, you know, I was telling people the story about how the night I came out to my mom and Mm -hmm. there was never a moment where she was like, you know, wanted to disown me or whatever. And 
you know, that night I remember being on the, on the, this is to like 2000 people on Instagram. And she mm-hmm. was like, you're my son. Like you are, she's like, you're my child. Like yeah. there's no way I could, you know, disown you or make you feel less than because of who you are. And I think what makes me really emotional is there are so many people out there who don't have don't, that yeah. support and their parents have them expecting them to be what the parents want them to be when we come into this world in like a, with a blank canvas, you know? Yeah, I, and that, like, that's the one thing I, I preach about here because I, I know some people that not like are closeted because like there definitely are a lot of people that are closeted. I hate it. Like w- when people come up to me or like when I do like my, my speaking sometimes, sometimes people come up to me and they're like, I don't have like any support and like, do you have advice? And it, it's really hard for me because I had nothing but support in my family. And it's, it's hard for me to tell them like everything will be okay. But for them, all they know is like, I'm not supported. And that, like that, that really hurts because all I want to do in my life is love everybody, like accept everybody. And that's it. And how, how was, because I have obviously specific questions yeah. about the transition itself, but how were your classmates? Was it, yeah. did you have to come out? Were you, did they, you know, notice that you felt different or were different? Uh, did they accept you? How was that, yeah. that so, experiment, experience? Yeah. Excuse me. So I, my transition was super, super smooth. Like the way I look now and when I was like, seven, I looked to sit like, you know how like some women or like women have like that deep voice. Yeah. That, yeah. That was me. So I had a deep voice. I was always with guys, like everything guy, like that's it. Um, nobody really ever questioned me. Um, but some, some of my friends were like, are you gay? Like now you have like, again, like with my mom, like you have no idea what I'm going through. Um, but I knew for a fact that they would support me a hundred percent. Um, amazing. so when I went up to the high school, when I was in uh, a sophomore, I was still on the girls' team, but I told my coaches that I may be coming back a little bit different next year because I was starting hormones. Um, and they were like, well, we don't know what team like you can be on, so forth. I was like, that's totally fine because I still wanted to be a part of the team and everybody else wanted me to be a part of the team, um, guys and girls. So my coaches and I talked about it and they just said that um, I'll just be manager. So I'll still practice with the team. I'll still be at all the all the meets. Um, and then the following year when I was a, um, a junior, that's when I had like t- my surgery, like top surgery. Um, so I couldn't really run that season. So my senior year, um, everybody was like, Aiden, why, why the hell are you still running with the girls? Like, that's just not like, oh, not okay. But like, no, like you should not be doing this. I was like, well, duh. Like I wasn't going to run on the girls team because like, that's just, I no, like I just wasn't going to do it. Um, so the guys were like, we want you to run with us. So I was like, well, yeah, thank you. Because that's what I wanted to do. So my last year, um, of high school, I ran with the guys for cross country and it was, it was immaculate. Like everybody loved me. Like still, like I was still Aiden, you know, as you all know, we are going through a really tough time in the world right now. And one of the things that I know I can count on is my online communities to help bring me peace of mind, some internal joy, and 
just some support when I just feel like I'm alone. Yes, me. Shanti, sometimes I need emotional, physical, and virtual support as well. And that's why I really want to offer you guys 25% off to a yearly membership to my safe space. It's a great community of people that are always there to help lift you up. And I like to call it the most positive space in social media land. But with that said, I want to give you 25% off because I know there's a lot that you are going through and there's a lot that you need to express. And I want to be a pillar of support for you. We have monthly webinars. We have really great, intense conversations. We have really great motivational posts that help keep you on track. And most importantly, like I said, you don't feel like you're alone. So go to shantifitness.com slash safe space, put in the code trust, and you'll get 25% off. There's a lot of other fun things that happens in the safe space. But first and foremost, I want you to get in, get acquainted with everyone, do one of the free courses so that you can open your mind and really continue to transform your life even while we're going through something that's really challenging at the moment. I always trust and believe in you, but more importantly, I want you to get trust into your soul so that you can trust and believe in who you are. I'll see you in the safe space. This week's Trust and Believe listener highlight comes from Tammy Faraday. Tammy said, I've been a Shanti follower for many years. However, I've only been listening to the Trust and Believe podcast for a few weeks. For me, this podcast brings everything full circle. His focus has always been on physical as well as mental health. But during his workouts, you may be so tuned into the physical aspect, you might miss the mental. Listening to his podcast lets me totally focus on my mental health. It's nice hearing from his guest speakers, especially when they share their struggles and challenges. It helps me to remember that I am not alone in the struggles and that I can succeed in my daily life no matter what challenges lie in front of me. Thanks, Shanti, for being my biggest motivator. And thank you, Tammy. We love having new listeners to the show. If you want to be featured on next week's Trust and Believe listener highlights, simply leave a review wherever you're streaming. We can't wait to hear from you. Yeah, I have a question about Um, sports because I think this is interesting. Uh, And I want to go back a little bit to junior high school because you Mm -hmm. talked about a few sports that you played. Now, and I think a lot of people want to know the answer to this question. You were, at the time, still a female, right? And when you played sports, did you feel like you were stronger, better, faster? Yeah, so like in junior high, I was pretty good. Um, Like for the girls... I had a, like I also had to carry around a birth certificate because like everybody just thought that I was a dude on the girls team. I mean like that's how it was like when I was a child too, like playing um, like state basketball and stuff like that. Just because like nobody believed me, so I kind of had to like bring everything with me. Um, but yeah, I felt not like imper- like superior to everybody else, but I was just like mm, like I feel it just needs to be like tweaked a little bit. Did you feel like um, when you ran against? or played against uh, the other girls, did you feel like you were naturally stronger, more aggressive? Because, you know, there is... Now, first of all, there are some girls out there who could smoke guys and track, you know? Oh, yeah. I'm not, like, I'm not saying anything yeah. about the females out there because, yeah. you know, you got the Allison Felixes of the world who mm. will, like, slay some, some dudes. Uh, but yeah. did you feel like 
you were stronger in any any type of way? Um, I think I I think I felt the same. I I, I was never like an aggressive person, mm-hmm. or still am never like aggressive. Well, maybe now a little bit because of the hormones, but that's yeah, what <laughs> that's what I mean. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah. hormones, like the, the obviously the testosterone is yeah. Uh, it makes guys more like, oh, you know, beefy. I feel like I'm a hawk, like sometimes. <laughs> so, so actually, pre-T, I guess I felt the same. I'll say, um, and then with hormones, say running with the guys. So, yeah, pre-T. So with cross country, I felt like I was like top five. Um, one of the years, I forget whatever. Whatever, I was like top five girls, and then when I transferred over to the guys team, I was like bottom, bottom because like I'm not like sub fifteen runner. Like I just cannot do. Hold up! What was that? Boring, no flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Oh yeah, that's I can't. Like I'm distance, but like I'm not about to sprint like a three minute mile. Like I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah. I mean, like when I'm at the gym too, I feel like a hawk. So that's when I feel like I guess I'm aggressive or you feel powerful. Like in yeah, that kind of way. Yeah. Um, and so, ex- please pardon the way I asked the questions. It's okay. You can ask it. Like, yeah. You know. You know. I was. I'm a guy. I was born a guy. So for me, yeah. I know what it feels like to be a guy. I've obviously been around. I know. Like, again, I'm friends with female professional athletes and they ain't weak. You know, they're not mm-hmm. like, they will roll over some dudes, but it's just, you know, just a way for me to ask a yeah. question. All right. So let's talk about the actual transition, the hormones, the top mm-hmm. surgery. How did all that come about? What was the process? Was it expensive? You know? Yeah. So I had to go to therapy, which sucked because like, again, I was a very happy-go-lucky person. I, when my mom was, when my, when my mom and I started to like research about it, to like be able to go into hormones, you had to go to therapy. And I was like, mom, I'm not, I don't want to go to therapy because I felt like at that time they were going to be like, oh, you're not trans. Um, like you don't need hormones, that kind of therapy. But then to realize when I went to therapy, I kind of had to go to get that letter signed saying, oh yeah, this is Aiden and this is who he says he is because this is him. And what were some of the questions that they asked you to, you know, I guess say it's okay for you to actually have the transition do you remember some of those questions um it was like i I was in therapy for i believe a year Mm -hmm. so it was like a whole process um i guess some of the questions she asked was like where do you see yourself in a year or how would you describe yourself um like simple things like that um I, i don't really remember most of the things because I but they never really you never really felt like they challenged you or she challenged no um because I went to a special therapist she was a um like an LGBTQ kind of therapist perfect yeah so she she was super calm I loved her like I'm friends with her and there I used to go to a group there too so this therapy group was filled with um like trans guys and girls so I struggled a lot in that group because everybody else was like like very depressed and their family was having like a hard time with them. So like going back 
to when people say like, oh, um, my family doesn't support me or say like they're suicidal. Like it's so hard for me to wrap my head around like how they're feeling because I was never, when I'm not in their head into like, I never felt that way. I struggled a lot within, I guess, that therapy. Do you feel um, like it made you, and I, I totally get that. I totally yeah. understand how you could struggle. Do you feel like because you had a different experience in terms of your support before mm-hmm. and after your transition that it kind of opened your eyes up to what other people in in the world were going through? I mean, even though I know it was tough for you. Yeah, um, I, I do believe that. When I was in high school, I guess we can kind of go into like the lawsuit. The one thing that people didn't like were like the cis people um for the people i guess who are listening if they don't know what cis means it's pretty much that you were born biologically who you are and you're straight that's what cis means pretty much so um some of the guys in the high school did not like that there was a trans person in the bathroom because they wanted their privacy um but you in the bathroom you just go to the bathroom do your business maybe you know, check your hair in the mirror and wash your hands. That's about it, you know? Um, well, they thought that, you know, they were so traumatized that they saw a trans student in the bathroom that they wanted to sue the school. Even though my school said, if you identify as this, then you can go into the bathroom, but you can't like flip flop kind of deal, you know? You can't like, go into the girls one day and the boys yeah. the next day. Um, but the crazy thing is the lawsuit wasn't about me. It was not about like me being trans. It was another trans student, but I just wanted to be the voice of the lawsuit because I was very affirmative in the high school again. Um, I, w- I even went into the guy's bathroom. Nobody said anything to me. I made sure that everybody was comfortable in the bathroom or not the bathroom, like gym class per se, like if we were to change. Um, I made sure everybody was cool with it, that I went into the guy's locker room and yeah, everybody was like, cool. I, I stripped down to my boxers and nobody cared about it. But just because somebody else, you know, is not um, pretty or, you know, has surgery, like they were like, no, we don't, we don't, we don't want that. So that's when the lawsuit happened. Yeah. So but tell we, me about the lawsuit. What was the process like and, you know, how did they rule? Yeah. Know? Doe versus Boraton. Yeah. It was right before graduation. Everything started to happen. And when I found out, I was actually working. I was like, no way. Like, this is, this is BS. Like, this is probably just like fake news in this, in our town, little town. Um, and then to realize, like, we got in contact with the ACLU and um, the PA Youth Congress, which is kind of, they're like the ACLU, but a little bit smaller, like in the Harrisburg area. So when it happened, I was like, nah, I'm doing, like, I'm going to, I'm going to be the one to speak. And for the first court hearing, it was the Alliance Defending Freedom who was suing. Um, they are really, they're pretty much just a, Alliance Defending Freedom just wants money and they just want to sue every school. They pretty much just hate trans people. Like they hate the, the LGBTQ community. Like they just want to sue the, that community, our community because, you know, we're not them kind of deal. Right. So the first hearing of the, of the case I don't remember when it was, um, but the, the Alliance of uh, sorry, the Alliance Defending Freedom was there, and like I used the bathroom, like I used the guy's bathroom because, like, I mean, I, I, yeah, like I'm a dude, so I'm going to use right. it. 
And yeah, so all, I didn't know anybody. Like I didn't know who sued. I didn't know who the people on the suing side, like the Alliance of Federal Freedom, like I didn't know any of them. I didn't know what they looked like. So the funny thing about this is right before the hearing, I went to the bathroom and I peed next to somebody. Didn't know who it was. I peed next to like probably two people. And then I came out and they like gave me a weird look, probably just like, just maybe just like looking just to see maybe if they could find me or who, cause they didn't know what I looked like either. Like wow, nothing. So when I went in, they were like, Aiden, are you ready? I was like, Oh yeah, I'm ready. Like, I'm ready to testify or whatever. And then the judge looked at me, he goes, you're Aiden. I'm like, yeah, I'm Aiden. Like who else? Like, so the judge didn't know I was trans. And then within the court case, like within the first hearing, he goes, so what bathroom did you pee in today at the courthouse? And I go, I peed in the man's bathroom and I'm pretty sure I peed next to you and you on the suing side. They uh, had no idea. And it was just awesome. Um, well, but that, I will say this. I mean, just because you opened a door, dude, you are, I mean, you would never. No, you know, nobody I, 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 knows. I, mean, I don't think you could tell anyway a lot when someone's trans, but yeah, whether it's girl to guy or guy to girl, but. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. I mean, seriously, when I looked at your TikTok for the first time, I was like, huh, you got to go back. Was he, <laughs> was he really yeah. a girl before? Yeah, <laughs> it's... Um, hormones are uh, good and genetics, I guess too. I mean, you got you have more hair on your legs and your chest than I do. Yeah, <laughs> and I was, and my, I'm Italian too. My dad's like a, a gorilla, so yeah. So anyway, so that was interesting. So you're in a courtroom. You called them out. You are. Oh, like, I straight up did. I, I looked them in the face. I said, "I peed next to you and you." It was the funniest thing ever. And what was but, their response? Or were they just very? They, oh no, they were just like. Like, are you sure? Like, are you sure that was me? I'm like, but yeah, buddy, I pee next to you for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then, it, so we had like two other hearings, I think, within that year. Um, and then we both, we won all the hearings. Like, I knew that we were going to win. It ended up going to the Supreme Court. And then overall, we won the whole case. So I, I wouldn't say I paved the way for like trans students to use the bathroom that like they're allowed to be like to use. But um, I did talk to a lot of different counties about you know how like like about trans people and just educating about them and how they should be using the bathroom that they should be using kind of deal so i would yeah. say you helped i mean you're an activist you're in the yeah. courtroom you're testifying you're you know a lot of people would consider it to be very brave mm-hmm. i mean just 
transitioning, having to tell your family, your friends, a yeah. sports team, uh, and then actually Do going in the courtroom and, yeah. and standing up to people who don't understand because mm-hmm. that's what the big issue uh, is. They don't like difference and change. Yeah. In the beginning, I, I didn't want to do it. Um, but a lot of people told me that I had to, because like I'm one to just not sit back, but I want to observe everything. And I did observe a lot of things because I wanted everybody to, you know, be well educated. And I wanted my, I like, I did want my voice to be heard, but not in a court case, I guess, you know, but I'm glad that I did because I have learned a lot for myself and I taught a lot of people. I'm still teaching people. Even coming on here and talking about this, like somebody's going to hear it and they're going to learn something, you know? Yeah. I mean, honestly, uh, it's a it's an honor for me because my listeners actually get to, you know, hear from first person what it's like yeah. to be trans, transition. And for those people out there, you know, to, to not be afraid of something that's new, you know, or mm-hmm. new. I, it's not new, but new to them and different. Uh, because, you know, being gay, homosexual, uh, or whatever pronoun people use, yeah. uh, you know, it's it's been kind of normalized almost. I mean, there's still people out there who, like, don't agree with it. Yeah. But when it comes to trans, I still feel like, you know, there needs to be more education and people need to you know, get to know people like you to be like, yeah. oh, like he's mad. I'm, I'm, I'm Aiden. Like I'm nothing else. Like I, I hate, cause like people, I don't want people to have like pre, um, like connotations to me. Cause like, this is who I am. I have a lot of other, you know, characteristics to me that I want people to know, you know, uh, like yeah. I'm a very like out there person. So. Well, I definitely want to get to some more of the fun things. I have one more thing I want to ask yeah. you about. Let's talk about mental health and, you know, the importance of mental health when it comes to the trans community mm-hmm. can you because there may be someone out there that's listening right now that either as a son a daughter a brother or a cousin uh or maybe them them themselves are kind of new to this to this world of trans and mm-hmm. and helping them understand that mental health is a really important part of the process for me mental health is top priority like you need to be happy you need to love yourself but rupaul says like if you can't love yourself how are you gonna love somebody else love somebody like else. what yeah. like like come on like, i love myself and yeah, you know and i i want to be happy i don't i don't want to be sad because there's there's you shouldn't be sad about who you are i just want everybody to be happy and mental health all comes back to like family support. The trans suicidal rate is huge. Like it's astronomical. Like it's almost like, I think last year in 2019, it was like almost 300 and something people like that shouldn't be happening because they like, they should be living authentically. And if they are like, some people don't like that. And and that messes with people's brains sometimes because like, they don't think that they're loved, but there is a huge community out here. Somebody is out there to talk to you 24 seven, you know, just reach out to somebody because there are people out there that will help you. No, I, I understand yeah. what you're saying because it's when you don't really know who you are yet. I think mm-hmm. that we probably at a very early age, number one, we had the support from my family and number two, a lot of people out there, they just know. Mm-hmm. But there are a lot of people out there who, like you, they will grow up religious and in their mind, they're going to church every day or every couple times a week, if you will. Mm-hmm. And 
the Bible preaches one thing or their church preaches, you know, gay is bad, trans is bad. And so they get put into this place of like, who I am is a bad person. Yeah. So I actually went to hell, you know? Yeah. So I actually had an experience with that. Yeah. I used to be a, um, a missionary for my church. So, um, I, I was Methodist. So we, so you had to go through like different steps in order to like go out of state to be a missionary, I guess. Like I had to do one in state. So I helped my little area in Pottstown and then I did one out of state. So I went to Chattanooga, Tennessee and I loved it. Like I absolutely love helping people. Like, I love it. Um, and then after Chattanooga, I went the following year, I went to Guatemala. The best time of my life, like best time of my life, helping um, at an HIV clinic, um, just so forth. Building like a little shed for uh, a local farmer kind of deal. And we stayed at this, uh, I guess I'll call her a house mom or something. For some reason, I felt compelled to tell her that I may be coming back different next year. And she go, and I was sitting there for three hours that night. And she pretty much says how like, I'm a pervert, the devil lives inside of me. Um, like, I'm gonna go to hell. Like, nobody should interact with me, all that. And I was just like, wow. Like, she was calling me a beautiful princess. And it was just like the most awkward conversation ever. I like, I never cried that much in my life. To me, I thought that God loved everybody for who they are, you know, like that's what my mom preached. But then when I went, but then when somebody else told me otherwise, I was like, oh, wow. Um, like, is this really what's going to happen? And then throughout the years of my life, I'm just like, this is ridiculous. Like, I'm not going to let some woman tell me that I'm not allowed to be who I am. So that has really always stuck with me. So how long did the full transition take? Yes. So I actually had top surgery four years ago. We have pretty good insurance. I went to shout out to Dr. Rumor in Ardmore. She's fucking amazing. Like she, like she's the best. So question. Yeah. And if I ask you any question that you don't want to answer, just let me know. No, I'm so open-minded. You can ask me anything. I'll answer. So before you had top surgery, did you have like larger size boobs? Yeah. So, um, I had like, what they call mosquitoes. Like I had super small, like I had super, super small, oh I had a super God. small chest, but, um, mosquito. <laughs> yeah, mosquito bites or whatever they call it. I don't know. But, um, I wore something that was called a binder. It's pretty much like a super, super tight sports bra. Um, so that would make the illusion of a flat chest pretty much. And the first time that I had that, I like almost teared up because like, I was like, wow, this is what my chest is going to look like when it's flat, you know? But when I got the surgery, it was, we found out that insurance didn't cover it at that time. So I, so we paid, um, $7,500. My mom paid for it. I was like, hell no, you're not going to pay for this. So I actually recently just completely gave her all the money. So, um, I pretty much paid for it myself. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Cause I, cause this is my journey. I don't want my mom to be paying for something that is not hers, you know? So now on to some, uh, some fun Fun. questions I have. Cause I mean, you know, you transition to a Mm -hmm. guy, uh, are you in a relationship? No, I'm not in a relationship. Are you dating? Do you want to date? Like what's your, so I, so like, yeah, I've definitely explored um with different people so in the beginning in high school i dated a girl and we dated for like two-ish years i think um that was like my first relationship and i felt great with that and then i also dated um a trans girl too so it was kind of like meant not meant to be but 
I'm trans, she's trans. I felt like it was so just she, good, you know? she went from guy to girl. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's all, all I right, so, so what's your type, just in case? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm into, like, anyone, as long as you're open-minded and, you know... But you're into girls, like you're into. Yeah, girls. like I, I, I'm more romantic. Like I'm, I would only date like girls. But exploring, right. I, I'll still explore. So yeah. All right, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm trying to yeah, hook yeah, you yeah. up. Yeah, I've been yeah. known to be a good matchmaker. You yeah. know what I'm oh, saying? Okay, okay. No, I just, you know, plus, like I said, one of the things that, if I can use this word, that uh-huh. captivated me to you was just like your personality and just like your coolness. And I was yeah. just like, this dude is like mad cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, so hopefully people see that. So one final question, and mm-hmm. I ask all of my guests this, uh, what does it mean to you to trust and believe in who you are? Mm-hmm. Um, trust and believe means to me is that you trust that this is who you are and like you just have to have trust in yourself this was a super long journey like everybody has their own story for me like i have to take care of myself like i still have to be healthy i believe that everybody should be doing the same and i believe that everybody should just be equal in this world trust and believe in yourself like don't don't think anything else about yourself like you're an amazing human being whether you know everybody has their flaws so well, you're such a nice guy. Yeah. I really, seriously, man, when I come back to the East Coast, when COVID is over, I'm told, yeah. well, hopefully we stay connected on Instagram. I would yeah. Man, thank you so much. I appreciate it so Thank you much. for having this opportunity. Tell Everyone, them where to yeah. find you on Instagram and TikTok. Oh, yeah. Well, here's my TikTok. Um, I think it's, my TikTok is like Stefano. it's D-E-S-T-E-F-A-N-O-228. My Instagram is Stefano 22 all right, it's Stefano 22. Yeah. So everyone, you should go follow him. He's cool. <laughs> and obviously, as you know by now, because you listen to this podcast, thank you so much, Aiden. I appreciate it, man. Thank you.